Doherty. I'm a Catholic priest and a psychologist who integrates both psychology and scripture studies to understand the Gospels and to seek out pastoral teachings for Christians in these modern times. The Gospel for today's podcast is Mark chapter 1, verse 40 to 45. This Gospel will be read in churches on February the 11th, 2024. In the Gospel, Mark describes an encounter between a man with leprosy and Jesus. There are many things going on here. We hear a lot about lepers in the time of Jesus, and Jesus cured many of them. Leprosy is a brutal disease. Not only did the disease attack the body, but the leper leper was excluded from society. The people were so afraid of catching the disease, they did not understand how it was transmitted, and they did not know how to treat the disease. This reminds me of the early days of the AIDS crisis, or more recently, COVID, where people were isolated from loved ones. In biblical times, lepers had to leave their community, and if they were were within yelling distance of someone, they had to yell out, unclean, unclean. Obviously, this did nothing for their self-esteem. They were isolated from their families as well. It's unlikely that they all had leprosy or Hansen's disease, as the disease is now called. Any rash, including acne, allergic skin reactions, or a skin infection, could lead to a so-called diagnosis of leprosy. Remember, 2,000 years ago, they didn't have the modern tests to accurately identify the disease. Not only could they not diagnose accurately at the time, but there was no effective treatment for leprosy. Those who were somehow cured of leprosy could show themselves to the priests and be reinstated into the community. Obviously, these individuals who recovered really did not have leprosy. Remember that Jesus, when he cured someone of leprosy, he did not only heal them physically, but emotionally and psychologically as well. This gospel can give us solace when we feel isolated, when we are disconnected from society, friends, and even family. I want to draw your attention to the leper's request. He starts out with, if you want to. I could not find any other examples of a request like this in the Gospels. The leper, who was not given a name, has more of an understanding of Jesus' ministry of healing than most people, including the disciples. He is not asking Jesus to prove himself. His request is respectful and gives Jesus the opportunity to point out that yes, he wanted to cure the man. Jesus, who knew the thoughts of the Pharisees, we see this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 4, and again in 12, verse 25, certainly knew that this man could not be able to keep this miracle a secret. Jesus' life was about to get more complicated, as more people would now seek him out, not out to witness his power, rather than enlightened by his teachings. Despite that, Jesus is, is moved with pity for this individual and likely admiring his advanced faith. I'm reminded of the parable of the Good Shepherd in Matthew chapter 18, verse 10 to 14, where the shepherd will leave the 99 sheep in the field and seek out the lost. Another example is from Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 9, where the kingdom of God is compared to a woman who lost one of her silver coins and dil- diligently searches for it until she finds it. 
The gospel we hear today goes one step further, and we actually see Jesus in action, reaching out to a lost soul, even when it means his ministry will now become more difficult. Also, if we are serious about following Jesus, we need to take a look around us to notice people who are feeling isolated amongst us. It is so easy to allow the busyness of our lifestyles to distract us from people who are lonely, feeling isolated, or disconnected from society. Many of us got an inkling of what it is like being disconnected during COVID. I urge you to reflect on those memories and ask yourself what you need to do during those times. I urge you to reflect on the needs of others who are separated from loved ones. I can do a whole podcast on the need of others, but I will save it for when we reflect on the parable of the Good Samaritan. I want to draw your attention to the fact that Jesus responds to the leper's request. Jesus makes it clear that he wants to heal. I want to stress this point because I have experienced so many people searching for God and believing they have to be worthy of God or God will not hear their prayers. I certainly encourage people to seek God and live the gospel in their lives. But I want to stress it's not to win God's favor or salvation or his ear. We live a holy life because God loves us. We don't have to win God's favor. We already have it. The whole point of the Paschal Mystery, also known as the death and resurrection of Christ, is that God has restored us to life. It's not about earning God's love. I do think, however, when we live lives of goodness, we are better able to discern what the Spirit is calling us to do and how God is continually revealing who He is. But if we are distracted or wrapped up in our own little world, we will miss the signs of a Spirit in our midst. God loves us because of who God is, not because of anything you did or didn't do. Unfortunately, I do not know the author who said that. The more we can embrace this concept in our lives, the more faithful we will be to Jesus Christ. My second point about the leper's question to Jesus focuses on Jesus' response. Of course, I want to heal you. This response by Jesus may be inconsistent with our own life experiences. How many of us have asked God for, for intervention in our lives, but our prayers appear unheard or unanswered? We read many passages in Scripture promising that our prayers will be answered. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, find. Many of us have had the experience of our prayer not being answered. I remember one response to that. Yes, God heard your prayers, but he said no. I heard the explanation that the person asking did not have enough faith. There are many examples in Scripture where Jesus healed someone who didn't have any faith. Sometimes we are told we prayed for the wrong things. I don't buy that one either. There's no small print here. Jesus did not say, ask and I will give you if you ask correctly or I agree. I want to focus on the situation in particular when our prayers are not answered. The prayers can be made with the best intentions. How do we reconcile our experience of praying for someone we love and they still die? And yet we hear today of God's promise to hear our prayers. How many of us have prayed for something and and it didn't happen? And then we listen to scripture telling us we will get what we ask. I wish I could give you an answer or at least a reasonable explanation, 
when, when, our, when our prayers are not answered in the way we want or expect. Theologians have been wrestling with that question for the last 2,000 years. I want to say that I want to be sensitive to the pain of, of people who have experienced losses in their lives. I'm hoping to make some points that will hopefully be a source of healing. I want to speak generally about unanswered prayers and then specifically about grief from the loss of someone you love. The first situation I want to bring your attention to is the agony in the garden, Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 46. In the final hours before Jesus is arrested and his crucifixion begins, he is praying in a garden. A few of his disciples are with him, but they have fallen asleep. We get a glimpse of Jesus' humanity and divinity together when he asks that, what, that whether the cup that he must drink can pass him by. Jesus knew what was before him, and he did not want to die. But then he says in his prayer to God, Your will be done. Jesus' own prayer was not answered, but he gives us a model of how to respond to when our prayers are not answered in the way that we expected. The book of Job is another example of an individual experiencing tremendous losses in life, but remaining faithful to God. God does not deliberately cause pain in our lives. Unanswered prayers are not punishment for something we did or should have done. When our prayers are not answered the way we want or expect, I urge you to reflect on what God may be calling you in this loss. This will not make the loss any easier, but we may be in a better position to experience God's consolation and strength. Specifically, you never get over a loss of someone close. Yes, you learn to live with the grief. Grief becomes a permanent feature in your life. Every anniversary will bring back memories. I hope to give you some reflections that will help you deal with the losses. Dealing with loss occurs throughout our lives. We lose our youth, and hopefully we trade it in for wisdom and experience. We lose our parents and people who are close to us. Loss is a part of living. I know dealing with the unexpected loss is particularly painful. Loss impacts us both cognitively and emotionally. I say cognitively because we struggle to make sense out of the loss emotionally because we experience the pain of the loss and we can go through different stages of grief. I've come to re realize that unresolved grief can lead to bitterness and more pain. People have become disillusioned and in some cases have, not, have stopped trying to deal with the issue. They're in need of healing. I'd like to re recommend the book When Bad Things Happen to Good People written by Harold S. Kushner first published in 1981, but it's been reprinted in, in 2000. The writer provides insight into dealing with loss. You may also want to check out Kubler-Ross' famous theory of stages of grief. Another referral is Tim Van Dudek, who's presented some really current understandings of loss. Thank you for listening. Every Sunday I release a new podcast focusing on the gospel for the following week. I invite you to listen to all gospel, all the Gospels, and I hope the reflections are useful to you. If you have any questions or concerns, I can be reached by email at gmail at gmail.com. Thank for you for listening. And if this is the first time you have heard my podcast and you're interested in hearing more, I urge you to listen to my podcast listed on the website. The link is 
https colon backslash backslash a underscore psychologist underscore looks underscore at underscore script scripture dot buzzsprout b-u-z-z-s-p-r-o-u-t dot com. God bless and hope you have a great week.